Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Hollywood Pipeline Podcast. I am Dax Holt. I am joined by Mr. Adam Glenn. How are you, sir? How's New York? New York is good. It's hot. It's uh, it's good. It's uh, it's under boob season, so it's always good here in New York City. Uh, it's uh, things are going good, dude. I've been getting a lot of good people on the streets. I got uh, you know people who you don't care. About. I got Stephen McMahon, which I don't know if you care about wrestling. I got Ice Cube. I got uh, but actually I got the, the one of the coolest things happened to me recently, Dax. I got to go to see Lady Gaga at the Apollo Theater. Really? By the way, I somehow weaseled my way to get a ticket. And uh, it was really cool. I mean, the Apollo, it's such a historic theater, and it's just so small. There's not a bad seat in the house. And I'm literally watching it on top of her. She was incredible. She was. I was a fan of her. And then once you see her live, and she did the Vegas show pretty much. She was really good. Is this she the was- same show that she's doing in Vegas, and she's just touring it around now? Yeah, apparently that's what people are seeing. She's doing the Vegas show. I don't think she's touring it around, but she just did this one-off show for the Apollo. And she said during the concert, she said... I'm doing this for me, for my life resume. Like, this is a cool thing for me to do. And there's a lot of celebrities in the crowd, um, uh, who uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones and Michael Douglas, uh, Joel Osteen, uh, you know, the, the yeah, minister, minister, which is kind okay. of interesting. He didn't really dance too much. He stood up. <laughs> but he, I didn't see him like Not that. someone I would expect to see in the crowd at a Lady Gaga <laughs> concert, but all right. Not at all. And, uh, but it was definitely cool. Uh, uh, who else? Neil Patrick Harris was there. Uh, John Oliver was there, so it's cool to see those people rocking out at a concert. John Oliver was getting into it. Catherine Zeta Jones was getting into it. Michael Douglas, I don't think he could hear, so he was standing there. <laughs> well, you know what? I think we need to bring our guest in because I feel that <laughs> our guest. I, I want to hear his opinion if he's been to a Lady Gaga concert. What his? <laughs> I, I feel that he's sitting over here going, "Come on, guys, I want to talk." So I want to introduce Rob Shooter to the audience. Rob Shooter, obviously, people know. From OK Magazine, he's got his NaughtyGossip.com, uh, he's got his podcast over on Radar Online, uh, so welcome Rob. Hello, 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 you both, Lady Gaga. <laughs> Lady Gaga. Are you a big Gaga, Gaga fan? Lady Gaga. On Friday, Lady Gaga is making a surprise appearance at the Stonewall Inn, don't tell anybody, shooting near it. See, look at them. He's already telling us some gossip right there. Friday night. They don't want anyone to know. Lady Gaga is turning up. They're teasing it internally. They haven't made any statements or any press. They, 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 they were told if it leaks out, they'll be in a ton of trouble. So, oops. But I told you <laughs> with another big star. Could it be Madonna? They're building a stage outside Stonewall. And then um, Friday, Gaga's going to be there. Wow. So, but do you think? Because I know Madonna has done her little performance there a couple of months back. So, do you think she would return for? You know who? I don't know. Like, I, I did a story, and I got in so much trouble on Naughty Gossip that um, Madonna's doing the end of Pride. So, on Sunday night after the big Pride parade here in New York, Madonna's performing on the piers, the big end of Pride. And I did a story that she's driving people insane. That Madonna's forgot 
that before her performance is actually a praise, she thinks the whole pride is sort of like a Madonna concert. And they're like, calm down. So I don't know, but like, who else is in town? I think Cher's in town at the moment. So um, Gaga's definitely going on Friday. I don't know who's going to be with her. Interesting. Maybe Adele. I know. Adele would be good. I've seen that show, though. You know, because Taylor Swift was just there. You know, uh, I haven't, I haven't, I, I support the Stonewall, but I've never been. I'm surprised you've never been to Stonewall. I have not been, I drive by it all the time. I've not been, Rob, I've never seen you there. But <laughs> uh, how do people get into that show? Like, is it hard to get in? It is hard now. So what's happened is it's a big sponsored show. And so you're not gonna get in. I think they're gonna close down the streets. So unless you've already got a wristband or a ticket. And a lot of people are really pissed with pride here now. You can't march in the parade anymore unless you get a wristband. So a lot of gay people, straight people that wanna turn up on Sunday and march down Fifth Avenue, they're going to turn up and they're not so going to get in. How are people so, getting wristbands then? The, the wristbands are gone, but um, you have to like sort of apply or know someone. It's ridiculous. It's become like this big thing. Also, too, I saw um, at Stonewall the Secret Service, which lends me to believe maybe the Obamas will turn up. I don't think it's going to be... Um, Trump and Pence. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine Lady Gaga and, and Donald Trump hit the stage at Stonewall? It could be the Clintons. It could be the Clintons. They still have Secret Service. Biden went to Stonewall a couple of nights ago, so I don't think it's going to be Biden. But uh, maybe, maybe the Obamas are going to turn up. Like, it's, could it be it's one of the daughters. But maybe, like, they're pretty. That'd be pretty cool if they all turned up there. We should go on Monday, where I hear the prices are half. It's like buying flowers after Valentine's Day. Who's going to go to Stonewall on Monday? <laughs> what do they do on Tuesday next week? Is it done? <laughs> <laughs> Close doors. Rob, you've had a, a pretty long career. I mean, you break a lot of stories. You do a lot of, you know, people say gossip, you know. But how do you tell, you know, how, do you get do you get mad when people call it gossip or is it news? You know, because no, yeah. it's I love it. news. Um, Liz Smith used to talk about this all the time. Legendary columnist here in New York, one of the greatest gossip columnists. I, I like the word gossip. I think it sounds saucy and naughty. I think Liz once said, gossip is news running in a red satin dress. So we're like sexy news. Um, I think if you get held up on words like, are we news, are we gossip? We're missing the point. Hit the phones and get me something to talk about. And if you want to call it news, call it news. If you want to call it gossip, I don't care as long as it interests me. So, um, no, I like being a gossip columnist. I, I, I like the word. I like gossip. People used to say prostitution was the oldest profession, but I disagree. It's gossip. I went to the Met recently, not for the ball, thank you very much, but I did go. And on the pyramids was like gossip. There was graffiti. So I think we've always, always sort of like gossiped about each other. And um, I don't know, gossip helped me when I was little at school. Uh, not the sexy man you see today, but with braces and a big nose. Gossip about my classmates made me um, cool and I didn't get beat up. So I, I've always gossiped about people. I like it. But you know what's interesting? So I was reading uh, a little bit about just your your history and how you got to be where you were at. And, um, you know, you weren't always... a gossiping about people you were actually hand in hand with a lot of these celebrities which i had no idea about you were on the publicity side before is that correct who are the best gossips in the world like the best stories out there our best sources we all know this are normally pr people like i worked for jessica simpson for years i was the one that broke the nick lachey and jessica breaking up story i worked for j-lo for years when she was with ben affleck so i'm a good columnist because for 15 years I worked for huge celebrities. I learned all this from Diddy. I worked for Puffy for, for, for years. And, you know, I don't really know what he does, but I know he's fabulous. 
And so Puff taught me like how to gossip. He, you know, he knew everything. Celebrities used to rush to the newsstand. They used to run out to their computers to, 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 to see what were reported. Jessica Simpson in LA, I worked for Jessica for years. Jessica would, um, it, it was like 10 years ago when Us Weekly ran the world. It was like her college newspaper. She would run to the newsstands every Wednesday and get a copy of Us Weekly and three hours behind. And she'd call me laughing like, oh my God, Lindsay Lohan didn't get nice on page 20 and I'm on page three. And they love all this. So, um, so I think people that think celebrities don't like gossip don't know celebrities. A lot of celebrities do this to be famous. Alicia Keys is probably the most talented person I worked for. And even Alicia, you know, love to gossip about different celebrities. Have you heard this song? Have you heard that song? So uh, that's how I learned to be a gossip. So, so, so why is it that there are a lot of celebrities, they pretend that they don't like it? Why is it that to the, to the audience out there, to their fans, oh, we don't like people talking about us. We don't want to be in magazines. We don't want paparazzi around us. But yet you're saying that, no, that's not the case. A lot of them actually do enjoy this. My best sources are celebrities, celebrities I know. And then they go on Twitter as the source and deny the story. And I love it. It makes me laugh out loud. I'm like, you're the source. Like, you're the one that told me. So I think it's this game that they play where they're center of attention. They were always the center of attention as children. They want people talking about them. But they want the illusion that, that they're above all this, that this isn't their world. You know, I, just, I think I just read today that um, Jesse Smollett Googled himself 50 times after the incident in Chicago. Celebrities love, they do love this. A few of them don't, and those celebrities we never get to see. You know, do I think Jennifer Aniston loves it? No, but we don't get to see her. Any celebrity that goes to the Ivy in LA, they want us to see them. Craig's. I love when people walk out of Craig's and they cover their head. I'm like, don't fucking go to Craig's if you're going to cover your face. Like, that's so silly. You went to the paparazzi mecca of California and you're going to cover your face. Don't go there. In New York, I'm not convinced Nobu sells food. I think it's a photo op. Like, I just, I don't even know if it's a restaurant. Is it just like a photo op? Like, there's places you go where you want to be seen. And then, you know, I do see celebrities like, I saw a couple of nights ago, Michelle Williams, a couple of weeks ago in New York um, from Fosse, Burton, um, uh, and, and Brokeback Mountain, like she's fantastic. She was at this little ma- neighborhood restaurant, clearly didn't want to be recognized. And I was like, oh, I get now why you're not in the tabloids, why you're not on these websites. So they do decide, they really do. JLo, if she wanted to turn this off, she could. You know, there's, there's, there's lots of celebrities. Sandra Bullock had a little black, black baby. We didn't know about it for like months. Like, you know, you could hide babies in your attic and, and not tell us. And so I think that the ones that want us to know, let us play. And the ones that don't, just most of I was of thinking them about do. that this morning, um, about Eminem, how he just kind of, when he <laughs> wants to be seen, he appears. When he doesn't, he's gone for years. I mean, it's, <laughs> yes. it, it's fascinating. I haven't seen Tom Cruise in forever. You know, when's the last time you saw Tom Cruise? You keep hearing all these interesting stuff about him, but I, where is Tom Cruise? I only do you see, see him either on movie sets or doing interviews to promote the movie. Or and red he, carpet. And when he promotes, he promotes a movie. He's on the oh. red carpet. He, he works it. But well, where is he? Where does he live? Like, where is he? Oh, I wanted him to respond to Justin Bieber's tweet about getting into a fight or having a wrestling match. I thought Tom would, would take that bait, and I thought he would think it would make him look young and hip, which he probably wants to be. And when he ignored that, I was like, oh, you do you just don't want to. You know, I was like, 
you you locked up somewhere or you getting some plastic surgery or you just don't want to play. So they can disappear. Let me ask you this. As a you are on the PR side and then you're on the gossip side. Which side is more fun? Is it the okay. PR side when you're with them or is it the gossip side? In the days when I was in PR 10 years ago, 15 years ago, it was before all the websites had exploded. They really didn't exist. This is before TMZ and Radar. Uh, my site certainly didn't exist. So in the old days, it was fun because it was People Magazine, Us Weekly, People.com. There was very few places. So it was fun to be a publicist because you were really in control. There was before Instagram or before everybody had a cell phone. So 10 years ago, it was really fun trying to have wars between the Today Show and GMA and deciding to do the cover of Vogue or Vanity Fair. And so it was a really fun life. I remember I was with Jessica Simpson in Bungalow 8, which no longer exists. I think she was throwing up and I was holding her hair. And I was just like, this is not a glamorous, this is not where I wanted my life to be. <laughs> and so, uh, like, you know, there's other publicists I look at too. And they've been with these celebrities forever. They don't, they've like, given their lives to them. They don't have children. They're not married. Some of them might be a little overweight. And then the celebrity dumps them and they're 50 years old and they've got nothing. I was determined that was never going to happen to me. So I saw the world changing. I liked gossip. I was the publicist for Us Weekly magazine. And so then Richard Desmond started OK in America as a big British publisher. And he didn't really like Americans or trust them. So he hired Brits. And so he threw me a ton of money and said, like, come and work for OK. I'd never done it. And I, I really liked it. I liked magazines. I liked gossip. Um, so they both were fun. I wouldn't go back to being a publicist. I don't feel that publicists have the control that they used to have. I feel that publicists used to wield that control. They could, they could make decisions. The second uh -huh. social media came around, Ooh. they lost all of their control. It was like... Yeah. You, you see some of them still holding on to it. Like, it makes me laugh. Like, I see some publicists still. And I was like, oh, like... In the old days, you could literally be like, if you're going to write this story, we will boycott you. And they'd never write it. People Magazine probably still play by those rules today. But I remember having dinner, lunch with Janice Min and Bonnie Fuller, who were the editors of Us Weekly. And I was working, I think, for Jessica. It could, it could, have, been, it could have been Britney Spears. But I remember going to this lunch and we were like, we'd rather you not do the cover this week. We'd rather you do it in three weeks when she has an album. And they looked at us and they were like, we're doing it. And I was like, oh, the rules have changed. They're doing it with or without us. So we can either participate or we can like die. Like, they, you know, they're going to do it. You cannot stop anything anymore. And now with social media, even more so. So now for me, being a publicist is less about strategy and, uh, and rollouts and more about sort of being a therapist and a best friend and getting someone. I mean, do you really need me to walk you from here to there on a red carpet? No, no. and some people just want the gatekeeper because they don't want to answer the phone for a GMA that's calling them. They want someone right. else to take that call, and that's the publicist. That's the publicist. It's more like a scheduling job. Like, in the end of my days there, I wasn't making any decisions. I wasn't helping anyone's career. I was just scheduling, and I was just like, I felt like, it just it wasn't that much fun anymore. And, and being in that position, I was getting the best gossip. Like I was getting great gossip and I'd love it and make me laugh. And then I was like, I'm, I'm pretty good at this. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. And it's, it's, a, it's a really nice way to spend your life. I, I, I like doing this now. But I couldn't do this if I hadn't done that. Well, let me ask you this. How, with every, you hear a lot of stories being buried in the news, you know, and I think that happens all the time. Have, has that happened to you a lot where your stories or other publication stories being buried in the news that never got out there because 
there's some sort of handshake deal or maybe a monetary deal so the public doesn't see anything? Do you see that happen often in Hollywood? Yeah, I think it happens a lot. Also, too, celebrities will buy their own pictures. So if, if there's some really juicy pictures out there and they're up for bid, celebrities can buy them and they poof, disappear. And so um, I think we all, though, too, like, you know, I have people I like. There's certain housewives that I just personally like. And I can't help it. If something really awful comes across my plate on them, I'm probably softer on them. I um, I got this story. I really liked Sonia Morgan, a housewife here in New York, to the point where I used to go to her apartment. We'd drink. It was great. We'd text each other. I'd turn up her house. We'd just drink all day. It was great. And then I did a story, a, a tough story on her not paying an assistant or some, some financial story. And uh, she didn't like it. And we, 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 we didn't speak since and I sort of regret doing it not because uh, of um, of my job I just miss her it was fun hanging with her so I sort of regret that too I'm not that hard hitting like I'm really not like these stories that, that are so intense and so hard and some websites really work hard to break all this news I want to know like what are you having for dinner who are you hanging out with like I, I think of celebrities almost like not my friends but people I hang with and I want to know who's dating who who's hanging out with who, who's having a drama. And so I think um, I, there's too much pressure to sort of like break this really hard hidden. I've also had, had, had happen where I've broke big stories and nobody cared. Yeah. So I've learned that the most successful stories for readers, not for, for me as a professional, are the ones that confirm what you believe. So you know, I have to confirm what you believe. I can't teach you anything new. We were, we were okay when we were doing all these exclusives with Larry Burkhead. Is that right, Danny? Yep, Danny, Danny Lynn. Yeah. Danny Nicole's baby Danny. So we'd cut a deal with him. We were paying him a fortune. And then the deal ended, and I remember my team was with him somewhere in the Palmers, and we are doing a Father's Day issue. He was on the cover. And he was a dick. He was, like, rude. He didn't really care about the kid. When the cameras weren't there, he wasn't really paying any attention. And so we did the story of like his twisted double life or something. Great story, great reporting, all on the money. We witnessed it. We had a reporter with him. He was just not very nice to the kid. In the, the, the worst selling issue in the history of the magazine when I was there. And it's because we told you something you didn't want to know. Interesting. We told you something. I don't think you can do a bad story on Jennifer Aniston. Like, you, can, you can't do a nice story on Paris Hilton. You've got to confirm what people believe to get them to click. Make so, sense? Yeah, but it's so weird. It like, Because for me, I like finding out things that I didn't know. Like, right. personally. But I know the public, I can see where you're going with that. Is that. The public, it's like they're stuck in their ways and they want, they want what they believe. Yes. I don't think we know Sarah Jessica Parker, but we know Carrie Bradshaw. So when people, when we see Sarah... We, we, we don't think, we think Sarah, a lot of our readers think Carrie Bradshaw. And so if what we're telling them doesn't fit their perception of Carrie, they don't read it. In the same way now that if you believe, if you're a conservative, you're going to watch Fox News. If you're a liberal, you're going to watch MSNBC. I think gossip is like that too. There's places you can go to confirm what you believe. So I got to know this. You've met so many celebrities over your time. Who were you most shocked that you had one perception of them and that's not how they were at all when you actually met them? I met Ben when he was dating J-Lo and I was working for Jennifer and I wanted him to be Batman. I wanted him to be like, great. 
and he was sloppy and messy and I was like, oh. But like in his personal life, like you got in yeah, a car or something and you see like, that he's just a messy person? It was just no sloppy, he was, he was drinking too much, he was bloated, he looked, he looked like fat and bloated and sweaty and I wanted like big shiny teeth and big shoulders and he was sort of like, I was like, oh, that wasn't good. Um, but I met Brad Pitt at backstage at GMA and very tall, not good skin. I was shocked that his skin wasn't great. He had like he's sort of like, yeah, he's very tall, skinny, skinny, skinny. What else? Um, like, when, sorry, I, I'm just interested because I've never really like paid attention to someone's skin. Is it like, like he had like acne when he was a kid or something? Brad had acne. Yeah, great teeth, but acne, and I was like, oh bummer. Uh, Buble was everything you wanted to be. Coming away to himself in the bathroom. I love him. Um, shares everything you wanted to be ridiculous and like a drag queen and fabulous. And so um, I think too, sometimes they're aware that you're there. So sometimes they can turn a switch and become that person. Um, when you're with them alone in, in backstage somewhere, that's when you get to really see, see them. And they do have this incredible ability to turn into the star that, that they're about. And then when you see them come off stage and get into their limo, they always look so small. Um, you know who's not like that? Celine Dion. She's always on. That woman is constantly on. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I love her. I love her. I also like her. Um, I remember I was at the Today Show and I saw Elton John walk in with his two dogs, Martha and Arthur, and these really hot-looking Dolce & Gabbana bodyguards that are clearly models, not bodyguards, and that made me howl. Kate Dostum is probably the most awful human being I've ever met in the entire world. Kate like, Goslin, you said? Kate Goslin? Kate's me. That's a I remember. Well, I remember when her show was on. She just came across like such a bitch on every episode. But like that's that's her, even when she's not annoyed with all the kids running around. Mean. A friend of mine was doing PR for her, and he was like, "He's never met anybody more mean than 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 Kate Gossett." So I loved, and I don't know if I can love her anymore. Um, Honey Boo Boo's mom, June. Yeah. I saw June at the Glad Awards, and it's all these gays, and Madonna was there. And June was getting more attention than Madonna. Sure, Madonna was pissed, but it was fat. she was like ridiculous and in on the joke. I like celebrities that are in on the joke, like they can laugh at themselves, and a lot of them can. Um, yeah, it's a, such a tricky business. Um, who else do I love? I love Kathy Lee and Hoda, like who, who they are. Um, cool. I, I think Hoda is amazing, but how is Kathy Lee? Kathy Lee's cooler in a weird way because she's done it for longer and so Kathy Lee is aware of how ridiculous she is and she can like close her eye, hop one eye, like the sound of my eye drinking pose, like she's, she's funny, I like her a lot and um, she, she, what I like about her too is she's terribly loyal, when you look around she's good to her people and they don't change a lot, like when you notice people with new publicists or managers or agents or, or friends, there's something a little strange when they change but they change their, 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 their inner circle. You know what? I think Adam and I have talked about this because it's the people like Oprah who have consistently had the same people around them and helping their career and they've taken them with them the bigger that they get. Yes. You can tell that is a good person. Yes. Uh, I think Adam has said that he's watched Taylor Swift people kind of change or just not be nice to the crowd. And he's like, I think that shows a lot about a celebrity. 
I've never met her, but I hear Ariana Grande is the worst human being. Like, I hear nightmare stories of her. I've heard stories where she just meets and greets and makes fans cry, and she's just just not that nice, and just this little teeny tiny angry little like. Um, but you're right. If you see, if you see, if you see the team change too much, it's like your own friends in your own life. My friends that change friends every two weeks are kind of shitty people, and it's the same with celebrities. Interesting. So where are you right now, by the way? Sorry, I just have to know. Well, so I've got a subscription radio show. So I've got this radio show that I do from 3 to 4 every day live. And so I do it in a studio in Midtown, and it's a subscription-based. It's $7 a month, and you sign up and you get five shows a week. And so that's what I do every day from 3 to 4. Interesting. How do you, how do you balance... Like, I don't know, Dax, if you've had this. Well, actually, this question is for both of you. When you guys walk in your party, because... Uh, Rob, you're, you're a guy from Colin's Dax, you were at TMZ. When you guys go into, let's say, a Hollywood event, a celebrity party, red carpet event, do people get weird when you walk into an event because, like, oh, my God, he's going to do a story. It's not going to be nice. It could be rough. Has that happened to you guys? Because it's happened to me. You're more hard-hitting than I am. So when people see me, I have an illusion of being much kinder than I really am. And I normally am drunk. And so people are like, oh, sloppy rubs here. Like, like, like oh, I'm sure like, oh, wow, you look skinny, you look fatter on TV or something. I'm like, that, fuck you. But like, I get like, I, just, I think the accent helps too. They think I'm Mary Poppins. And so people to my face are, are, pretty, are pretty nice. Uh, maybe it's maybe Has any celebrity came up to you like I heard what you said to me? Fuck you! Has that, has that ever happened to you? I got screamed at. I do get screamed at a lot, but I I always pretend I can't. Like I'm not aware. Like stupidity is a great way to get through life. And so like I just don't pretend. I, I really don't care that much. Like when you fight back is when you get in trouble. Like someone's screaming at you and you couldn't give a shit. What are they going to do? Like, I smile away, and I think I make them even more angry. But I don't. I don't fight back that hard. I'm not sure. Oh, dude, like, sorry. Or I have to pretend I didn't write it. I'm like, oh, my staff are the worst. They're horrible. Oh, terrible people. I'm going to tell them off. I think I think my only I've had a couple awkward interactions with people. Like, you can tell the celebs that actually enjoyed. You know enjoy being covered like there's some people like david spade came up to me and he introduced himself john mayer introduced himself but like what was funny was i had a really awkward interaction with janice dickinson and uh there was like a breakfast place right down the street from tmz and i remember walking down there one day and she was just looking like haggard janice dickinson like she just got out of the gym no makeup you know in her like tight workout clothes and we made eye contact, and she got so awkward. She was, like, packing up her stuff, didn't want me to sit next to her, like, wanted to make sure that she got out of there before I sat down to eat my breakfast. And I was like, Janice, I could care two fucks about you right now. I just want to have these pancakes and move along with my day. I get, I get, um, I shouldn't tell you this, but, which I love, the minute somebody says that, I get an erection. Like, when this celebrity tells me, I shouldn't tell you, <gasps> then I know I'm fit like. I, I find, too, celebrities want to gossip about celebrities. Like, in your life, just think about this. In our regular lives, who's your nemesis? Who drives you crazy? And every celebrity has that. Tyra hates Naomi Campbell. Elton John might hate Sting. Madonna hates Lady Gaga. And so... If, if you make it clear that your your doors are open to dish, um, I, 
celebrities want to talk to me. It's amazing to me that they, I get calls and texts a lot from celebrities who want to tell me something vile about someone that's potentially a competitor. And I'm happy to listen. And then the competitor reads it, and then they call me and tell me something vile about that source. And it goes back and forth. It's fantastic, and I make a living. Thank you. <laughs> you work the system. I love it. Adam, who's your biggest nemesis? Was that? I said, Adam, who's your biggest nemesis? Claire Deans hates me. I uh, used to be a Rod, um, but Claire Deans, I've had some really, really bad experiences with. Um, a Rod hates me. Um, he hates my face, A-Rod. Uh, <laughs> He's I, I, a tricky one. He's a tricky one. I did this story a couple of days ago um, about now he's pee shy. So after the pictures of him sitting on the toilet were released, I was told that every time he goes to an event, his security sweep the bathroom to make sure no one's in there. And I think that their apartment in New York where he was sitting on the loo with his trousers down around his ankles, now they have blinds. Not you know, oh smart, sweetie. You've got a big window in your bathroom. The one that hates me is Andy Cohen. Andy Cohen is not a fan of mine. And if really? he saw me coming, he would not be nice. Like he would, he would be like, "Why oh. does he not like you?" I think for a while we were a little competitive. Like Andy, before he blew up, Andy was doing gossip on the Today Show, which they don't call gossip; they call buzz. And so Andy was doing buzz on the Today Show, and it was every Monday with Kathy Lee and Hoda. And on Sunday, Andy was doing Watch What Happens Live at eleven o'clock. And then he finished around midnight and he'd go to the boom boom room and get twisted and wouldn't turn up. So I became like his understudy. And he was fine cancelling the Today Show as long as nobody else turned up and did it. And so I think I, I felt like I was stepping on his toes a little bit. And he was really super protective around his housewives. Now he doesn't care less. But back then he was like, if you wrote or said anything, he got really competitive about it. And so um, we didn't, we don't, yeah, we don't like each other. And I think what makes him more annoyed is that I tell everybody this too, which he would rather <laughs> Rather he'd keep to a secret. Yes. And so he's not a fan of mine. Who's not a fan of yours? Who else? So Claire Danes. Claire Danes, A-Rod. Um, you know, I haven't had too many. I had to think of some other people. Like, it's weird. It's most random people. Like, Joan Rivers was the best. You know, like, that was my girl. Shaq's my boy. Like, it's just... You know, it's weird. Oh, she taught me so much. I became friends with her to the point where I'd go to her apartment in New York. Oh, and, her apartment. Yeah, it was amazing, her apartment. How crazy. She, she looked like she was Louis XV. Like, it was like Versailles. Oh, and this so little old lady in there. And she was amazing. And she used to try out her jokes at this little place on 42nd Street. She did it the night before she died. And yeah. uh, she would text me and say, come and listen. I'd sit there and listen to this little old lady tell jokes about anal sex and like, it's just crazy. She'd do Holocaust jokes. And we became like, like friends and Joan, Joan was in on the joke. Joan could like laugh, but if you wrote one mean thing about Melissa, Joan. Yeah. Joan, everyone has an Achilles heel. Jones was Melissa. Interesting. Rob, you're the king of gossip. What's the biggest gossip or story that in your it just never it, it never came out. Do you have any one gossip story that just never came out and you're baffled? Like how is this? How are outlets not picking this up? Or why is this a big deal? It's an interesting story. I, I, so I'm so surprised that the royal stuff hasn't blown up with the alleged affair. So I'm so surprised they've sort of managed to keep a lid on 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 the royals. But do you uh, think that's just because the palace over there is so powerful when it comes to? 
British media that they can put their hand on and say, you will never get anything ever again. Don't publish a story. So it's really only in America that it was getting some press, but people are afraid. Yeah, there's some truth to that. Also, too, I think it's that it wouldn't sell. People don't like don't like to read stuff about the royals. They love the royals. People buy royal stuff, love the royals. In the same way, if ever you outed somebody, your sales would actually go down because the fans wouldn't believe it. So if you out a celebrity and put it on the cover of a magazine, it didn't sell very well. It has to be Lance or Ellen coming out themselves. They have to tell you I'm gay. If I outed Lance Bass, they wouldn't buy it. So I understand why these big stories don't come out. Like, I understand why they're kept secret. I think there were some stories about A-Rod texting, flirting with other women while he was still with Jennifer. I was shocked that did not sell. And remember, we all see each other's numbers. We are all aware of the numbers we're all getting online and in the magazines. And so the best way to not be on the cover of a magazine is to be on the cover and not sell. If you're on the cover of a magazine and you don't sell, you nobody will put you on the cover for months and months and months. The Kardashians stopped selling. No, we didn't just decide as a world, oh, we don't care about Kim anymore. No, last time Kim was on the cover, it tanked. Everybody saw that in the gossip business, and we've not done her since. And so I understand why these big stories, which I love, don't get covered because, you know, as much as we want to think we're reporters, I get that, I do too to some extent, we're still selling the product. And we make our money and our living on clicks or, or, or newsstand sales. And so it is a business. And then what, in the same way you know, I get celebrities who want to win Grammys and, and prizes, what they really want is a number one record. They want a number one movie. And that's where success comes in. I think the same with us. So back to the Royals, the, you know, obviously the cheating thing didn't blow up as much, but like I feel every day I still hear stories about how Megan and Kate don't get along. Why does that story do so well? I think because women pitted against each other historically, it's always done really well. The truth of this I hear from my sources in Britain, and they're pretty good. Like I'm British, I, 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 I went to school there, I grew up there. My sources in Britain tell me it's a red herring, it's the brothers that fell out. So the story that sells is Kate and Meghan fighting. The real truth I hear is William and Harry had a massive falling out, and it's actually much more to do with the two boys than it is their two wives which isn't probably a sexier story. Also, too, go any newsstand, it's all women. Men don't sell. Like, even the men's magazines, GQ, it's a woman on the cover, Esquire. I was the publicist for Esquire. Um, when I was working for Esquire magazine, it's always women. It's always women that sell. And so two women fighting are much better than two rich white princes. <laughs> There's so that. much truth to that. I've, I've always so said, I'm like... Said the three white princes on this show. Where are the girls? You yeah, I, I know, right? Well, no, I was going to say, I'm like, I've been saying that for year, years. Like, women sell because women like to watch women. Men yes, like to watch, watch women. women. Yeah. The other way around, it doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't work. Who wants to watch a man? Like, ah, gay boys like women, men like women, girls like women. Women are excited. I remember when... Um, was it, I think it was uh, Beyonce got married, and I wasn't working there, but she was on the cover of Us Weekly. They didn't even put Jay-Z on the cover. It was Beyonce married herself. It's just a big picture of Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't bother. <laughs> Remember when Owen Wilson tried to commit suicide, and he was dating Kate Hudson? The cover of Us Weekly was Kate's nightmare. Picture of Kate. No, Owen. 
the guy trying to kill himself. It's all this stuff from a woman's perspective. Who do you feel like is the the hottest, easiest person to get a sale on a cover of a magazine right now? Uh, I think it's the Royals. Like, the Royals is low-picking fruit. Weeks when there's no news, it's Royals. Also, what does great for me on Naughty Gossip is um, a reality star. So they love... They love the housewives, and they're great for us because they're pretty easy to get to. Like, you know, it's hard, actually, for them not to talk to you. They're sort of annoying. But the housewives, they like to gossip. On days when I have no stories, days when nothing's happening, I can text a housewife who will say something vile, and normally on the record. So it's like it's like low-picking fruit. So housewives, royals, um, Taylor Swift doesn't do so well. I love her, but doesn't really do that great. Madonna desperately wants to be back in the mix. Um, I don't know how well that does, but um, yeah, it's Royals and Housewives. Interesting. It's so funny that the Housewives do so well. Go, sorry, Adam, go ahead. I was going to say, and this is going to be a tough question. I don't know even how to bring this up, but I, I think a lot of people are always curious about John Travolta and his sexuality. You know? Yeah. Uh, how has that never been proven? How has there not been photo proof of what he likes in the bedroom you know what are your thoughts on that even i hear tom cruise you hear you hear with almost every celebrity put their name in the next word is gay you know how how does that not come out more openly about their sexuality i think most people who are writers or, or reporters probably know john's preference i think most people in the media business know who john likes to sleep with and i think there's a lot of reports, a lot of them unconfirmed over the years, a lot of sightings, a few pictures that have indicated that what we think might in fact be true. I think that it's really hard once again to do that story without him telling it. So if we do it, we're going to look homophobic, we're going to look like a bully in him. He has to tell that story, particularly in the world we live in now and the way media has changed for the better. I think it's a hard story to tell. And why would I tell it if I'm not going to sell a bundle of magazines or, or get you know, an enormous amount of web traffic? People are really wary about sex stories. Like when I see um, a dick pic, I love it, but it's really, it's a really tricky story to to package. No pun intended. It's like it's a tricky story. It's a it's a tricky story, and so. Um, I think the same with sexuality. It, it's, it's tricky, you know. I don't know. I'm not as convinced with Tom Cruise. Like, um, there's something very unusual there, but I never, ever had a credible source or known one who has confirmed they slept with Tom or have a friend that has slept with Tom. As Bette Midler said, Tom Cruise has never been to one of my concerts, which leads me to believe he's straight. <laughs> I was going to say, more, more importantly than, uh, than John Travolta's sexuality, is his hairline. But finally, we see. Finally, the wigs are. I mean, I've been saying for years, I'm like, he has the most amazing hairline where one day he shows up to a red carpet and he's got this flowing hair. Then you see him on the beach in the Bahamas. He's got no hair. And, like, the public didn't realize this. And I'm like, how does this man... I mean, And keep in mind, he's got the best set of, like, wigs I have ever seen on a man ever. Like, he looks amazing. Unbelievable. Like, these lace front wigs that are just killing it out there. Um, but I'm like, finally you took that off. Because he did not need to be wearing that. You never know. Like, it's stepping stones. Now he's took the wig off. Maybe maybe he'll um, knock down some other walls and tell more of the truth. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. 
Are Scientologists the nicest celebrities? It's really tricky. I, I went to the Scientology Center several times here in New York to learn about it because I was writing about it so much when he married Katie Holmes. So when those two were together, I wanted to, I wanted to understand it. I didn't want to become a Scientologist, but I wanted to understand it. And they nearly sucked me in, except when I left, they sold me Dianetics. Is that the book? Yeah. But they didn't, if they'd given me a free copy, I would be a Scientologist. I was so into it. I was like really believing I could change my life, become a nicer person. And then on the way out, they were like 40 bucks for the book. I was like, what? Like a friend of mine went to the Kabbalah Center looking for happiness and they sold her the, the, the red string. Yeah. And it was like $40 for a piece of string. She's like, you're kidding me. And that killed it. So I, my advice to the Scientology Center is give the book out for free and we'll be much, we'll, there'll be many more Scientologists. They seem nice enough, but they don't play about. The quickest legal letters I've ever got are the Trumps and the Scientologists. I was going to say, Scientologists throughout my career have always been like really quick to jump on anything. And I remember I was, uh, when Tom and Katie were having the baby, I remember going to the Scientologist Center because the celebrity one here in LA, because I, there was questions of whether or not they were going to have Surrey there. There were like, there was four or five different spots around LA where they thought that they could be having the baby and they were trying to throw people off. And I remember I pulled up and immediately there were security guards around my car. What are you doing here? Why are you like, and then it was like, you put up a bad story about Scientology, you get uh, a legal letter instantly. You get a legal letter instantly. And, and it's, it's hard, like, they're, they're on it. The, the Trumps too, like, before he was the president, whenever you wrote a Trump story, Michael Cohen would fire off a legal letter, which I'm convinced he got paid per letter because he just sent off so many each day. Like, this is all these letters. And um, Scientologists too, I think that might be, um, speculation, I think they might be disappointed now because... No one's doing those stories. Like, now that Katie's not involved, I'm not, I don't care as much anymore. I think that they might have got really used to all this attention, and now I'm like, yeah. But you know what? That, that, to me, would be the biggest story. If Katie Holmes came out and finally said, like, her full truth of what happened, how everything went down, that would be a massive be story. She sat down. Once again, she told it. She sat down and talks. It's so... Nicole Kidman's never said a word about it. No one speaks. She sat down. Maybe Suri might. I don't think Nicole, I don't think Nicole will. I think has gone. I don't know if Katie will. It would be great if Suri did like a Mommy Dearest type book or a Daddy Dearest. And Suri told everything. That'd be crazy. Okay, I'm going to do this radio show. You two... Thank you very much for joining us, Rob. You're fucking fascinating. Who do you think's the better looking? For what? <laughs> you oh. two. Who's the prettiest? <laughs> when you make a team team, who's the better to be attention? Oh, it's it's Adam all the way. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. You were awesome. Thank Good you. Good luck on your show. The best, brother. Wow, that was totally fascinating. I found it very right? interesting. Yeah, that was, uh, dude, I mean, it's interesting for him just to, to hear that take as a guy who's worked on both sides of the industry, who's broke stories, but also worked with celebrities and how to keep that balance. And it's, it's pretty fascinating. You know, he, he's been around for a while. So, and you know, you should see him when he walks into a Hollywood party, people, people are like, oh, there's Rob, you know, he's, he's a character obviously, but he's also, uh, listen, he's one of those guys that say, a pure journalist. He's not a reporter. I, I hate to say the word reporter because reporters say, hey, what they say, this is what happened. 
he's digging for stories and he has um, great tipsters. He's got great sources. And a lot of people forget a lot of these sources that you read in magazines, it's the celebrity. It's their publicist. It's from them. But you have to say it's the source. Yeah, it's it's kind no, of, no one it'll... says that. That's the interesting. No one says that. And he's like, no, fuck it. I'm saying it knowing that his sources are still going to come to him. That's what I think is interesting. Because you ask someone else that question and they're going to go, oh, well, I don't want to tell the truth. But he actually said, no, celebrities are their biggest own publicist. Oh, 100%. Not even the publicist. It's the celebrity. Celebrities have told me stuff that they don't even want to tell their publicist. That's what it's come down to lately. You know, And I feel like the word... Uh, sources is like the word allegedly. You just have to put it in the article for legal purposes, but it's all bullshit. It's like allegedly, 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 sources, sources, sources. You're only doing it for the legal reasons, but look through it, people. If they say it, it's used in every single fucking article. Let's go! (laughs) (laughs) And I like that he also confirmed that people will tell you the story and then deny it on Twitter, because I've been saying that for a long time. All right. Thank you, Adam. That was very fun. Uh, Thanks to Rob for joining us today. You can find him on NaughtyGossip.com. He also got his podcast over on Radar Online. And uh, you have yourself a great week, dude. You too, bud. Talk to you later. Bye.